This is Pine Glass Football, and I'm your host, Brad Fowler. On this show, I'm going to drink beer and give you my opinions and discuss the latest news around the NFL and college football every week, from the NFL draft all the way to the Super Bowl. Not only will you hear my takes, but I'll bring on media professionals from places like ESPN, NFL Network, CBS Sports, Pro Football Focus, Yahoo Sports, Fox Sports, and many other media outlets in order to bring you the most informative and entertaining football podcast out there. Don't believe me? Well, PGF has over 400 ratings and reviews and is ranked inside the top 1% most popular shows in the world, according to ListenNotes.com. The podcast is available at PintGlassFootball.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So become a member of PGF Nation and hit that follow or subscribe button right now. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to us and how you're listening to us. Thank you for making the sports and the world podcast part of your day. I am Ladarius, and folks, it's that season again. It's Royal Rumble season. You're feeling the air tonight, like Phil Collins did. It's in the air on the road to, to WrestleMania. And as usual, you know, a guest of the show, maybe slash coach of the show, we'll we'll talk to HR about the management stuff there. <laughs> But it's my good friend, it's Tanya Ray Fox of Fox Sports One. And how are you, my friend? I'm good. I am good. I'm ready to go. I'm looking forward to chatting. I have my LA Night shirt on. Ah. I'll give every one of you. Yeah. Everyone oh, gets. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> See, folks, you come for the wrestling, and you come for the you come for everything here. Yeah, I got. I have this one on, and then I'm wearing my um, I'm wearing my Yeet uh. Jay Uso shirt for Saturday. So I have everything planned out. See, folks, you only get that here at the Sports of the World Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, 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 the pre fit, you know, they do fit checks, but I'm yeah. doing like a fit preview. Gotcha. See, yeah. can't say I don't, you know, can't say I don't deliver and she doesn't deliver. So, yeah. so that being said, let's just jump on in two matches and then two uh, Royal Roman matches. Let's start with. Let's start with uh, one of the matches here for the United States Championship. Logan Paul coming in to face uh, Kevin Owens. I almost forgot mm. the man's name, for God's sake. Oh. Come on. The prize fighter. The prize fighter. Yeah, I, should, I just should have said prize fighter. <laughs> I'll put that in my notes for next time. What's longer to say, prize fighter or Kevin Owens? I don't know. Same. We'll, I think it's the same. same thing. Same thing. So I'll just give my little quick thoughts here. It's an interesting little match. I think, you know, Logan Paul defending. I think, you know, if you're going to defend against somebody, why not somebody gets Kevin Owens? But what I also think is super interesting about this match is, like, I, I've i kind of been impressed a little bit. You know, like, you know, I guess you want to call, like, the back and forth they had where Logan Paul would pop in, you know, via wherever he is, you know, accordingly. Like, yeah, but anyway, you know, he comes in and, you know, it's like a little back and forth. It should be a good little match, a uh, good little match. But I, I, I fully expect Logan to be the champion rolling into WrestleMania. Listen, weirder things have have happened, but I just care to get your thoughts on the match and if you kind of if you agree with Logan Paul winning or do you see Kevin Owens, the prize fighter, I should say. My apologies, pull off the win here. Well, 
I do think so. I think Kevin's like the perfect person to take a title off of Logan. Logan's obviously a difficult title holder because he's not regular, um, which is fine. Like, I mean, at this point, Roman's not either, but he's not Roman Reigns. Uh, so I just don't know that he makes a ton of sense to keep the title beyond WrestleMania. I don't know that that I don't think that that necessarily results in him maybe taking the title off him at Rumble. But they're alluding to the fact that Kevin Owens is a different type of dude than Logan has had to deal with in his like time with the WWE and in his matches. Like he's dealt with some high flyers. He's dealt with, you know, whatever. But like Kevin Owens, a different breed, you know, and he's got he's got Logan freaked out. He's got him freaked out about the cast. He's trying to, you know, he's put him on his heels a bit more than anybody else has in recent memory. And KO is in that group of guys who has been, it's been a while since they've gotten to hold the title belt. And he's in a specific time in his career and in his like character work where I think like they have a couple of months to take this match of from the rumble and turn it into a big WrestleMania thing. And that's what I think is going to happen. So I think that Logan will win it dirty somehow and I think he's going to be really afraid of KO and KO is going to get potentially a rematch on WrestleMania or something like that. I do. Cause like, I just don't see where Logan, where a better foe is for Logan uh, and where a more like worthy uh, person within his storyline is to take the title off of him. And I do think he'll lose it. Like he's going to lose the title soon, soon. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm feeling like it's not super set. And I know I'm sort of like booking further out than rumble, but like, that's kind of how I see it happening. Cause you're right. It does feel like a title that will go, but I will say before I let you kick back in, there is a spot here where potentially we get Kevin with the title then he holds it until WrestleMania and there's some shenanigans there. Cause Kevin's a built-in foe for like Kevin can start a he can start a a a, a rivalry with like a, a brick. You know what I mean? Like at any point in time he can have somebody who he's got a believable beef with. So yeah. uh if for whatever reason they want Logan to come in title list to WrestleMania, Kevin can also hold it until then too. It's sort of like that. But I do think my first I think my first feeling is the way I think it's going to go. Yeah, because to me, it, it just kind of feels like, you know, to your point, as we look toward WrestleMania, I, I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head that could be a better a, a better opponent for Logan Paul than Kevin Owens. Because to your point, Kevin Owens can literally, he's feuded with literally everybody in that company. And people are like, oh, it's not going to work, but he makes it work. On his end, it makes it work. Even if the other side sometimes slacks, he picks right. up for it. Yeah. And that's what makes Kevin Owens so great. And there's, there's only a handful of guys in the company today that can really do that. And he's kind of right there high on that list. I'm going to be curious to see, because I, I kind of see Logan Paul retaining, but it'll mm. be some kind of chicanery. There's going to be something that's going to, he's not going to yeah. win it. He's not going to win it clean. I, I just, that, that doesn't fit. You can't he, win clean. That's it's it's not believable for Logan Paul to win clean against someone as like hardcore of a wrestler and as good as as Kevin Owens is. Like there's a reason that Logan Paul like couldn't beat you know Seth Rollins and they like it's just not believable. He can beat other dudes, 
Um, he couldn't even beat, you know, Ray clean. Like you can't have these types of wrestlers be beat clean by someone like Logan Paul. So that's not happening. You know, it's just not. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, it, it wouldn't be believe believable. So I believe something like KSI, whoever that guy what may come out. Maybe there'll be something there on that end. Now, interestingly, you know, we could talk about the Fatal Four Way, or do you want to talk about one of the Rumble matches? I'll let you mm. decide. I'll let you decide. Let's let's talk about the fatal four way. Let's okay. talk about the fatal four way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like I said, she's slash co-host. It's it's already negotiated. I have it written down in order, but we can always move things like a jigsaw. So so with this fatal four way, first of all, I, I I love this I love this match. You know, you're you're we're getting we're getting LA Knight, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and some guy named Roman Reigns. You might have heard of him. Fatal four-way for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. To me, well, before I lead in, I'll get your thoughts on this match, how you see it going, how you see it playing out, and just kind of anything that you feel is going to happen in this match, life, and then I'll jump in on the back end. Well, it feels like they're using the Fatal four-way to set up or to develop something between LA Knight and AJ Styles specifically and i'm fine with that i'm good with that i'm not like quite sure what it is yet but i like them both enough individually that i'm like i'm intrigued i think they're doing a good job with it i think they're doing a job good job of like all three beefing with each other and randy sort of standing back and letting the two pit bulls go at each other and that's been fun obviously roman's gonna win the match somehow which is like you know, okay, we we know that. So there will be a wild card in some capacity for this match. And that's the fun thing is, does Randy Orton pull some old school Randy Orton stuff and turn heel, team up with Roman for some weird reason? And by team up, I don't mean like whatever, but like Randy's got some Randy thing going. There's something going on with Randy in this storyline. And that is what I'm most intrigued to see is like, you know, we know that Roman somehow come, gets out of this and whether it turns out that he only has to beat Randy Orton one-on-one because the other two take themselves out and that's how it goes down fine. But I think there's a more intriguing thing going on with where, where Randy might be taking his character because he's been specifically um, sort of forecasting himself as sitting back and watching and planning and so that's the most intriguing aspect of that match to me is like, where are we at with Randy Orton by the end of it? Um, I love LA Knight and I love AJ Styles, but like the fact that neither of those dudes are in the rumble is kind of like crazy to me, especially for LA Knight. So like, I, you know, I wish that I was more invested in that. I think that they can do something with it. I think that LA Knight is like kind of a plug and play dude, just put him wherever and he's great, but he's, I can't lie and say that he's the most interesting part of that match for me right now. Cause they're just like, to me, he's the sparkle and he's the flash of the match, but I, Randy Orton's where my attention is. Yeah. You know, to your point about Randy Orton, it's, it's, it's funny you say that because when they had the contract signing on, on SmackDown or they had all of them were in the ring or whatever, I noticed how LA Knight was interacting, getting his stuff in AJ's they, they, Those two were going at it on the mic and then physically but randy orton was just in the corner he was just sitting there he was just kind of like standing he was just kind of standing there observing and to your point i think randy orton's kind of like the x-factor here 
because you know he didn't he didn't really have to say anything he didn't have to really do anything he just stood there and just watched well i'll just let these two guys go at it and you know i'll i'm good and i think that's what makes this match interesting is i think randy orton because of that because i saw that on when i saw it on smackdown i said Hmm, that's a little, you know, anytime Randy, Randy could have said, you know, Randy's pretty good on the microphone. He could have said something, but it's the fact that he said more by saying less, by just simply just just standing there and just watching it all kind of. And unfold. then doing that, that like, and then throwing the, you know, the contract and like sort of like big dogging Roman. Like, yeah, that's obviously like something's up. Yeah. And I can't, you know, we haven't seen it in a while because for years, Randy has been like a face sort of old school good guy vibe. But Randy Orton can be a like great insidious heel. That's his that's that's his character. Right. So, like, are we turning into that? Is there something insidious that's going to happen at the Rumble? Um because like it's hard, it's hard to turn heel against Roman right now. It's like a hard, that's a hard thing to pull off. Mm-hmm. But if anyone could, it's Randall. Yeah, yeah, Randall Keith Orton can <laughs> he can definitely pull that off. Yeah. And if, if any, like I like to your point, like I guess anybody else, like you could turn, be like, oh okay, that's. But when it's Roman Reigns and like, well, obviously Roman Reigns is the big heel. Like I just want, I'll say this. Randy Orton heel, one of the be- like in the in, in history of WWE, he's just when he's the heel, like pure, unadulterated. We're getting that heel where you know he's playing punt, pass, and kick. You know when he's doing that sort of stuff, like that's peak Randy Orton to me. Like I have no problem with face Randy. Like don't get me wrong, I like I like face Randy, but heel Randy is just just different. And that's what makes me kind of believe something's going to happen in that match, the Royal Rumble, that he's going to play a factor in. And if he, even if he, he doesn't have to turn full heel, but he turns it enough where it goes, you go, oh, because to me, the most important thing is that, that, like I say, that thing in SmackDown, it's what he didn't do. It's like he yeah. could have, it's what he didn't do. Not so much what he did, it's what he didn't do. And sometimes, you know, sometimes as fans, we focus on what wrestlers don't or don't with what they do. But I'm more intrigued in what he didn't do. And he just mm-hmm. like L.A. Knight, AJ Styles. Hey, that's going to something that that could be a potentially a WrestleMania thing. That could be, that's a feud right there in itself because of how L.A. Knight got the match when AJ Styles that took him out of commission, you know, months ago. So L.A. Knight slipped in and and got the match against against the title match against Roman. But it's just Randy Orton is just there. And then Roman, Roman is Roman. And then I tell people this. I, I get people may not like Roman as champion. And and someone brought up this, like, you know, if he holds on to the belt until like September of this year, he'd pass Hulk Hogan. And and people are like, well, you know, I'm I I've always been on the fence about it. like I get where people may like, ah, but to me. I think we talked about this on another episode where I said there has to be a plan to get the belt off of Roman and it has to be put on someone that makes sense. Like we're, we're just not going to just plug, you know, we're just not going to take it off because the fans don't like it. Like we have to put it on someone fits the storyline kind of fits the bill. Like who, 
maybe we get that at WrestleMania, or maybe we get what, what happened last year where, you know, somebody sit in the ring and they're just staring, you know, sitting in the I ring. It's like they either commit to this WrestleMania or they, they like to, in my eyes, WrestleMania has gotten too big for it not to be at WrestleMania anymore. And I know that sucks because it's taking away the vitality of some of the other major pay-per-views. Like why not at SummerSlam? Why, you know, I'm like, there are worthwhile, you know, premium live events that, that could happen at, but like WrestleMania has gotten so big and like they have capitalized so much on it in this new era that like, to me, it's like, if it's not 2024, it's 2025. And I think they're running out of juice I, at this time last year, the the bloodline was rolling. The whole story was crazy. The Sami Zayn of it all, all of it. It was still the hottest thing going, and it is, it it's running out of juice, man. They're inserting the Rock. They're doing whatever they can at this point to keep it relevant. And not that he's not relevant, he is. Yeah. But when you've got CM Punk and Cody Rhodes coming in with this, when you've got Seth Rollins, like sort of as one of the more like admirable title holders in terms of like the work he's been doing in the history of like, I mean, he's been working so hard. The matches he puts together every single week have been so good. Um, and you've got Gunter waiting in the wings for one of those belts. Like it's starting to feel like it is time. And I don't know what you get out of getting him you know, if we're trying to get him to pass Hulk Hogan, realistically, between now and then, we could see Roman fight three matches max. Like, he doesn't wrestle. So you're asking the fans to stay, to stay invested for another six months, seven months after wrestling. You know, it's like, ah, man, I don't know. And you're talking about Hulk Hogan. You're talking about the face of American wrestling, really like American professional wrestling. Like it, he's, he is so not, he is Michael Jackson. He is Michael Jordan. He is the guy you associate with professional wrestling. Um, and I don't know that the best decision is to take a, a dude who doesn't wrestle anymore <laughs> And put him. I mean, he can wrestle. He's amazing. I love Roman Reigns. I like. I think he's still one of their great performers. Um, he owes nobody anything. I'm just saying within the story of of it all, like it's like I, I'm not. I'm not blaming the person. I'm not blaming Joe. Right. I'm not blaming him or even Triple H or anybody. It's just that this is where we're at for whatever reason. Roman Reigns is a is a twice a month on SmackDown, once every few months match dude now. Um, and I don't know how much more people want to deal with that, uh, quite honestly, uh, especially with the kind of love that we're seeing from other people. So we'll talk more about it. But I, I don't, I personally, as much as I love Roman um, and as much as I really don't care for Hulk Hogan as a person, you know, Terry, um, I like Joe a lot better. Like, let's be honest. I'm going to break kayfabe here and say like those two people as human beings are, it's much easier to root for Roman as a person, yeah. uh, you know, like Hulk Hogan sucks. He's a, he's a shitty guy. Okay. Yeah. But he's Hulk Hogan and this is a brand and I just don't see it. Yeah. 
you know, just on a personal with Hulk Hogan, like Hulk Hogan, you know, wrestling guy. But listen, when he came out dressed as a pirate with Titus O'Neil at WrestleMania, I was like, you know what? This this is the guy with the with the python. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then I, you know, I felt worse for Titus O'Neil. Yeah. I, I, that's why I felt worse for like, oh, oh, Hogan, and like, no, 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 mm-hmm. folks. Yeah. Somebody told like Titus just did it with Hulk, and I'm like, but he I probably know. said he probably said no, brother, and they made him go out there, and you know, but anyway, that's the side personal feelings about Hogan as a pirate. Totally fine, yeah. But but back to the point, you know, I think people have reached a point where I I remember we had, and I remember like well throughout the you know wrestling community there was like a a split about Brock Lesnar when he held the belt, was like well well he would only fight at select things, but here's why I say the difference. I think now with with Roman, like Roman, I don't think Roman fought fifteen matches all of last year. I don't, I don't think he did, or maybe he he didn't fight fifteen matches. Like Seth, far and away, was the fighting champion. You saw him on literally almost every PLE last year. I think the problem is that, and it goes to the storyline. To your point, it feels like there's an ending, there's a crescendo at some point. And I, I I I don't I don't think it's gonna reach September. Yeah, I don't see how it can. I don't and, see. And, I don't and, see it, man. And, and if it does, it it'd be by. I'm like, already bored. I mean, are you bored? Because I'm bored of Roman. I, I'm I'm bored of Roman simply because I don't because I focus more on the storyline aspect. Well, that's I, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, not yeah. giving him anything I, that I, I, I don't care yeah. about this fatal four way. I care about Randy Orton. I care about Elaine yeah. Knight. I don't care about Roman. Right, and 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 that's what makes this this make it difficult. But it's just like there's just literally nothing. It's like a TV show that you know is just running on the last fumes. It's like well, you know, someone's got to end this show. Because there's no, there's nothing left to talk about. There's nothing else to go on, and at some point, the the gas ran out, or it's right now kind of like at closer to E than it is to full. Yeah, I I don't see if he holds it beyond WrestleMania, it's gonna cause quite the chaos. Because to me, it doesn't make sense. Because the storyline at this point, I think people are like, okay, we get it, we're cool, but we. There's too many people out there now that, you know, we want to be investing. And it's not a knock on Roman. It's not a knock on Joe. It's not a knock on Paul Heyman. It's not a knock on anybody involved in the storyline. It's just that with anything, I, I, I look at it like this. When we look at movies, like like there's some movies that, hey, we can watch all the way through. And there's some we just turn off after a half an hour. Like, you know, we're not invested in it. And I think people... When people have seen the same the same movie, people are like, you know, okay, we get it. And you know, nothing against nothing against Roman, nothing against nobody else, but the storyline it just feels it like to your point, it's just closer to the end. And I would be shocked if it doesn't end in Philadelphia at WrestleMania 40. Like, cause there there's I can't see when you're putting the rock kind of involved in this, there has to be a crescendo at some point, like the final boss or whatever you want to call it. Cause at some point. There's nothing once the rockets in. What's left beyond that? Mm-hmm. Like th- that's the question. Like if if trip, you know, if if we get Roman and Rock, what's left beyond that? Yeah, like, like what are we gonna bring in Rikishi? Like what are we? Wh- how far are we gonna go here? At some point, it's like so. Whether it is Solo or one of the Usos or the Rock 
or The Rock takes it and anoints Solo or how, I don't know, right? Yeah. They could do that way so they keep the bloodline alive and they keep the like doors open for Roman to have a storyline. I don't know if like his plan is to retire after he's done with the belt. Like I could totally see it happening. It's been a long time. He's put in his work. He's been through a lot. Wouldn't be yeah. crazy. Um, or to just semi-retire, take time off, like whatever. But whatever happens, like it's probably worth keeping the bloodline around in some capacity. Um, yeah. But like the other other thing is like you just let you just let Seth end it, right? <laughs> like you just let like an actual rival of Romans, like somebody who like genuinely has a history with him, end it too. Um, the problem is if you let someone like Seth end it, is it elevates him above Roman in terms of like lore and like history and legacy. And they've built Roman's lore for a reason. He, they've given him this title run for a reason. So to me, you don't want to undercut that by, by letting Seth get the final word, which is why I don't believe Cody is the right person. Um, because if you're going to let someone do it, it outside of the bloodline, it's got to be Seth. Like, I've never believed that Cody was the right person. I don't think this is Cody's story. I think it's very disingenuous for the, you know, I have to, you know, I have to finish my story thing to ever involve Roman Reigns at all. Your story has nothing to do with Roman, and it never has. Um, it makes a lot more sense for me that Cody would end his story or finish his story with CM Punk. That makes a lot more sense to me, you know? Um, so like, I guess, I guess it's a good time to transition to the rumble because it kind of, we're kind of talking about what they're going to do here. Right. It's like, who exactly is he even going to be with at WrestleMania? And I don't know, maybe we should start talking about that because there's some, there's, there's like five really strong possibilities. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. You see folks, remember when I said earlier where the show, listen, I sit back this is, this what is what happens when you get a podcast host on as your guest. Right. This this is, you know, it, it, this is a mass like one of those master class sessions, but you get it for free. You're welcome. And you know, I think that you know, with the transition there, I, I, I the three that come to my mind is Cody, you have CM Punk, and I throw in Gunther in there. Mm. Those to I me, mean, those are the three names that come to my mind simply because for, you know, for whatever reason. You know, what do we want to believe? CM Punk came in and kind of changed the landscape a little. Because, well, you know, we didn't have this mindset this time last year. We all said it's, it's Gunther. It's going to be Gunther who's going to, you know, when we were predicting this thing after the last Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. But when CM Punk comes in the picture, then especially after what we saw on Raw, it makes me more believe that I, I lean, like, I, all I know is this. I'm pretty confident to say when it comes to the final four in that Royal Rumble, it should be. Gunther, Cody, CM Punk, and whatever fourth guy you want to, you know, and there's uh, there's a couple of four, you know, two people you could put in there in that four spot, like the final four. But to me, those are the three front runners I have for, you know, one for one different reason, two for the, you know, for kind of like similar reason. Like when I look for Gunther, I think we talked, once again, we talked about this in a previous episode where I'm like, look, I love Gunther. Gunther is going around he, he he's literally beat everybody that's in front of him like like legos he's beat him he's outgrown the intercontinental championship like and people are like well what do you mean it's like well you can outgrow stuff like 
like Gunther, you're like, well, what else is there left for him to do to accomplish with the belt? He he's kind of took that belt from a mid card level and kind of made it relevant, which not many IC champions have done is made the belt relevant enough to put in the conversation. Like, well, we're seeing this match, we're we're seeing him fight big time matches against all these people, and then especially what you saw with Seth Rollins, you know, you know, you know, kind of cutting off Seth Rollins in the music, him coming out there and just. Just meaning, I'm like, that's something to watch out well, for. Well, that's interesting, right? So it's like, I agree, Gunter's like ready for the next level, but you can't just because someone's ready doesn't mean that the, the times line up, right? That the storylines line yes, up. And yes, that's the tricky that part. Is, to me, yeah. That's where the tricky part is because it's like, what is the next, what is the storyline that's going to elevate him? Um, timing is so tough with this stuff, and they're setting something up. With Seth, now, I don't know what the word on the street is. Like, Seth's injury, is this, like, legit? It, it, it looks, it, when he came out, I, I read I read I, multiple yeah. things. Yeah. It, 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 like, it was because I was talking to, I was talking to my cousin about it, and I read about it. I said, it's his MCL. And I said, well, if it was ACL, I'd be a little bit more like, holy crap. But he, well, he said, right. I mean, they're t- when he says three or four months that they're telling him three or four months, and he promises he's going to be at WrestleMania. Yeah, this is like I've seen. You know, we just saw a, like a devastating knee injury to Charlotte Flair. Yeah, right. We've seen devastating torn fucking muscles from Cody. We like we've seen that they don't come out and do promos and say they're going to be there at WrestleMania. That's not. Yeah, that that's and I know this is Seth. I know this is Seth, so I know this is different, and that's why God bless this man. Like, put him in the Hall of Fame right now. I I just think like what he does is so 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 exceptional, and they rely on him so much for this stuff. So I'm not saying that he wouldn't come out injured and still play that role, and stay that threat or whatever. But uh, interesting, I guess, because yeah. they really need they need Seth to be in the mix they need that belt to be in the mix because roman is so out of it because roman is so uh, in a tier of his own only mm-hmm. so many people can even get a shot at roman they need seth to be this looming thing so if seth is for real actually hurt and like cannot wrestle for the next like three to four months potentially doesn't make it to wrestlemania or whatever else gunter absolutely should be stepping into that role but you sh- don't let somebody win the royal rumble to take Seth's abandoned belt or like to go beat a bro, whatever they're going to do. That's not, that's not what the Royal Rumble's for. The person winning the Royal Rumble has no business coming for Seth's belt while his knee is hurt. So I don't know if that screws up any plans or if some of this is kayfabe, if his knee's actually hurt, but he didn't actually tear ligaments. I mean, there's no reverse rule that says you can't lie about an injury that you don't have. Right. You know, so um, the only thing that makes me nervous is that he was like genuinely really emotional during his promo that he was actually crying and stuff. And that bums me out. You know, like I I was like, oh, that sucks. Like, I think it might actually be bad. But um, I don't know that there's a part of me that really feels like and you can tell me you can tell me if I'm wrong or if you're hearing otherwise. But why bring in the rock? And mention the head of the table if you're not going to have the rock enter the bloodline and enter the fray, right? Yeah. And if he is going to enter the bloodline and enter the fray, does he need the Royal Rumble to do it? No. 
He does not. Of course not. But the Rumble has a history of letting people win who don't need the Rumble to get a title match. Last year, Cody didn't need the Rumble. Brock Lesnar doesn't need the Rumble. Edge didn't need the Rumble. I mean, Edge's comeback was amazing. Don't get me wrong. Don't forever will love that. But he could have returned at any moment and walked right up to Roman. Like, let's be honest. Right. So that's not what the Rumble is. The Rumble is not what, like, it's, it's what are we, what is going to cause, what is going to give us the biggest possible, like, headline match we can get at WrestleMania? I mean, I don't know. That's probably The Rock. That's probably The Rock. I don't necessarily, I don't. I don't think that we're in a year where the rumble is um, where any one person is going to give us a super satisfying, like to me, they've been obviously trying to promo back-to-back winners with the Cody thing. Here's mm-hmm. the, the few people who have actually won back-to-back, blah, blah, blah. Could Cody do it again? And it's like, I don't, you know how I feel about, I love, yeah. I, I have, I really, really do genuinely think Cody has like won me over a lot over the last, like, year since the last time he won but i still again don't i don't care about him finishing his story i don't care i don't care i don't care i care when he is cutting promos with cm punk i care when he is cutting promos with seth rollins when he's on when he's on the mic with someone who's better on the mic than he is and has history with with dusty and when paul you know like those that's when I care about Cody is when someone else who's better on the mic than Cody brings out the best in Cody. Uh, that That's how I feel about him. I think he's like got this perfect, he's like this perfect person to have a feud with the best people in the business. And I don't have any investment in him and Roman. What Roman and Cody have not even, there's been nothing there. Why would, why would Cody win? I don't understand. Like somebody explain to me why I would ever care about Cody versus Roman 2.0 right now. They're setting up all this stuff with solo and Jimmy. Something's going on there. They're setting up the stuff with the rock. There's something going on there. See, CM, he now has this weird, we're reunited on WWE thing going on with CM Punk. Where is, I don't know. I don't know. there's a lot of validity in that. And and what I will say is this. It's, it's, I I get Cody. I get the whole Cody finish the story stuff. I I get that. But to me, and I think once again, you know, you've been, we've been on the show so many times we've talked about this. It's where I, you know, maybe the me last year, the last year me felt different about how I feel now when I say is that, you know, Cody being, being, you know, being the guy to kind of dethrone Roman, it doesn't hit because simply, well, we can just start at the beginning. It doesn't fit the storyline. Like, like we can we can start right there, and we can say case closed, you know, it, you know, and be done with it. But also, I just think that after what I saw on Raw, I'm a little bit more invested in Seth and CM, you know, excuse me, Cody and CM Punk a little bit more. Simply because, like, that some of that stuff felt super personal, and I'm like, that's something intriguing. Because as much as I like Cody, as much as I like Roman, we saw 
at WrestleMania, what was going to happen? He came out. I mean, he he, he even got me. He like, came out, gave the belt to the kid. Like, oh, this is going to be a great moment. And then we saw Cody sitting in the ring. All, all it was missing was like rain or snow falling down, him just sitting out there in the ring. And then Roman holding the belt up, fireworks, end of show. If that to me, that's gonna be the same result if we get Cody. But to me, if we're I, I will take Roman and The Rock every single day of the week because and even if Cody doesn't have Cody does not have to finish his story. People are like he has to finish his story now. No, he doesn't. It's like, have you picked up a book? I tell people for those who still read, you know, who read, you know, books or even read, you know, if you just read in general. Have you sat down and finished a book in one sitting? Like you can, but like, yeah, like he's not finishing his story anytime soon. He's and not, his story exactly. End with Roman Reigns, and that is going to be the thing. The great thing about finish the story is that Cody's what thirty seven years old. I don't know how yeah. old thirty eight, like something like yeah. that, right? He's not even forty. These dudes are wrestling and in, wrestling into their late forties. Yeah, Cody's got time if he wants to keep going. He's in great shape. He is getting into his like rhythm in WWE now been a few years. He's back. He's been back from injury for a while, whatever, like finish the story in two months for, right. against Roman Reigns. Who, that's not his, the story that will end if Roman ends his, you know, Roman loses his belt is Romans. That's not, that's Romans. That's, that is Roman Reigns story. Yeah. No one else can bring that into it. And what is your like finish? What the the story of you coming up, not being good enough, leaving, starting a rival company, leaving that company, coming back to WWE and having every single person talk to you, like talk about how gr great and important your father was. Like it's it's very much like we his story is getting out from underneath being Dusty Rhodes kid, and he's not going to do that by like beating Roman Reigns the second time around and taking it. It's just not, I don't see it. I didn't see it the first time. I was one of the few people on planet earth that didn't think Cody was winning last year. I, everybody thought Cody was getting it last year. Never saw it then. Don't see it now. Not when he's got crackling chemistry with CM Punk. Why would we waste that? What are we doing? Are you serious? No, no. They still have like a ton to figure out with what CM Punk's going to do in the WWE. I would like to see CM Punk wrestle before we start saying CM Punk's going to win the Rumble and take on Roman Reigns. Like that, you know, whatever. Gunter, yeah. you think Gunter's going to win the Rumble and in two months we're going to give it like it? No, that none of this makes any sense. And if you're not going to use the Rumble to go up against Roman, I'm okay with that. Who are you going to do it with? Because currently Seth seems hobbled. And if they're going to be able to figure out that story, fine. And if it's going to be Gunter, fine. But it won't be for Seth's belt. In which case, the winner of the Rumble becomes less important than when is The Rock showing up. Because obviously, if the person who wins the Rumble ain't going after Roman, someone's going after Roman. And it's Dwayne. That's it. That's the only option left. Unless unless they try to do Brock 9.0. Yeah, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Love Brock, but nobody wants yeah, that. Nobody, yeah, nobody wants that. Like, to me, how I feel about seeing Brock again is like when they made too many Police Academy movies. Like, you should have stopped at like maybe three. Four. We're just going to keep making these movies just because. That's how I feel about Brock. We're just going to keep no, bringing gotta, that you Brock. Let, Brock's got to come in like as soon as Gunter takes Seth's title, you hear Brock's music. You yeah, know? like, brum, brum, brum. yeah, like, yeah. That, like I, I, that's what I'm all for. Like, if, if you do that, 
like chef's kiss, mm-hmm. no notes. That's how you do it. Right. But, you know, like to your point about this year's Men's Royal Rumble, like I, I, I don't want to say it's not relevant. Like I don't want to, I don't want people to come after me. I have too many people come after me. But to me, it, it feels like they can go in different directions. But Is the Solo qu- in the Rumble? More than likely, we, we might see him in the Rumble. I think I think if we'll likely see him and Jimmy. I I would be shocked. You know, it's thirty people. You know, like there's thirty. So if we if we mm. assume like we know who's gonna be there, like I think we can. I more than likely, I think he should be. Yeah, more than likely, I think he was in it. Mm. I think he was in it last year. I, I'm not sure he was in it last. Because you year. could do you could do a interesting if you want the Rock to come into the Rumble for whatever reason, and Solo's there, and the Usos are there, and they have. A decision to make about how they're going to handle the rock and the ring. I mean, there's things you can do there. There's ways to make the Royal Rumble really interesting. Um, if the, if their plan is for you know, if the rock comes out, he wins. Like the rock doesn't come to lose the Royal Rumble. Obviously, <laughs> like if he's there, he's winning it, right? Yeah. But you, it doesn't have to just be like you know, he comes in 29th or 30th or whatever, and then tosses everybody out. Like if there's Usos there. And they're looking at the rock and they have a decision to make knowing what it would mean if the rock wins. And now we start a bloodline thing. There's something there. Yeah. Do the Usos end up having to like bow down a little to the rock during the rumble to help him out? Like, what do they do? Does, does solo look the rock dead in the eye and try to get him out? And if so, how does that, you know, there's something there. There's something there. Um, and I don't like, yeah, it would bum me out that Gunter gets passed over another year, but that happens. It happens. It happens all the time. There were people who were primed and ready to win it when Brock came back. There were people primed and ready to win it when Cody just w- won it last year. Like, I mean, Gunter, you know, like there's plenty of times where it's just like, it seems like the perfect time now to do it. This is the guy. But as long as Roman Reigns is around, everything is going to boil down to like what makes the most sense for building that story into WrestleMania. And I don't think they've good, done a good enough job setting Gunter up to be a storyline that can carry past just winning the Rumble and going to get Seth's belt. Like, I just don't see it. So. I know the odds right now, the odds on favorite is CM Punk, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you looked at the odds. Yeah, I've um, a glance at them. I think that the odds right now are like super high on CM Punk and Cody. And I think it's really funny when that happens because like I think part of it is just because they've cut like that great promo on Raw, mm-hmm. um, which to me like makes them less likely to win. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I just, you know what I mean? I just like, it's like if they have this thing with each other, guys, they can't They're- win. Right. So, so what's option three? So option to me, three. yeah, it's yeah, either it's, Gunter or The Rock. You either go with the new guy, with the the anointed one, the guy that everybody wants to win. Oh my gosh, Gunter, whatever. Or The Rock shows up. I think that's you know, unless we're missing someone, I don't think so. I don't think we are. You know, I I think we covered it because I I think it's super interesting because I I really do feel that if if we get code, like I say, Cody. Cody and Seth, excuse me, Cody and CM Punk makes so much sense more as a WrestleMania match. That makes way more sense. So if we just take those two out, then the logical person would have to be Gunther. But if we don't do Gunther, 
then if some guy named Dwayne Johnson shows up, how and there's really nobody after that. That's what yeah, makes, I mean, like Damian Priest, like I like. He's like, got the money in the bank, yeah, but he doesn't hasn't even cashed in yet. Yeah, yeah, he, um, he's in a golden position. I yeah. I mean, I get, I, I guess, mean, but like, I, he doesn't seem super like uh, intent on, like he wants he wants the belt or whatever. But again, Damian Priest isn't going to get a premier match against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. So like, yeah. then does is he going after Seth? And then it's like, okay, again, why do I care? I I, I love the Judgment Day. But again, yeah. why do I? So yeah, there's just not. I, I don't know. I, you know, they can CM Punk can do whatever he wants. Like he can win the Royal Rumble and and in two months have a a great reason to be in a feud with Roman. All it's going to tell me is that Roman ain't losing at WrestleMania. Like, yeah. And so, like, do you want us to have another forecast of like, you know, oh, so obviously he that Roman's going to win because like CM Punk isn't taking the belt off of Roman at WrestleMania three months after coming back. It's not happening. It's not happening. It's, Could he go after Seth? Sure. Like Seth has all of the all of the better relationships and all of the better chemistry and yeah. all of the better feuds with these guys. He has way better options. Just, so yeah. and he's now and now he might have he may or may not have an MCL tear. He may or may not be available at WrestleMania. So it's like I, I don't know if the if the Seth knee thing is like for real. That just screwed up a lot of plans for the next three months. You know, yeah. like that's that screws up a lot it changes the whole landscape of stuff so i don't even know if they have time to get the rock involved if he wasn't before if he wasn't supposed to win the rumble before if they were actually gonna have gunter or cm punk come in win it and go after seth or whatever if that was their plan and they were gonna let the bloodline and roman ride with their own thing with the rock that would have been mm -hmm. fine but now i don't know is Seth? i don't know what's going on i feel crazy it, it, it's it's chaos that's exactly chaotic. Am I making it, it, it feel more chaotic than it is? Because I well, feel like I'm overreacting, but like well, I genuinely don't know what's going on. Well, no, it's it's it, it could be partially that, but I think most of it is valid because look, I I listen the women's Royal Rumble to me I it feels more I, I it feels more interesting this year than it does the men's Royal Rumble because of the chaos because we don't know. Like we we've talked about what five we talked about five guys in this mm -hmm. segment who could but we're all thinking like well this kind of fits better with Seth you know or with the exception of the Rock so how the question is how do we get from the whoever wins the men's Royal Rumble how do we get that to WrestleMania that's the penultimate question and you know there's an elimination chamber somewhere in between so that kind of semi fact may factor in but nonetheless I just feel that in this year. You know, when I saw that promo, I said, well, why not just have Cody face CM Punk? Because yeah. when, when Cody talked about the story, people think, oh, the story. No. Co you know, to your point, Cody's not at 40. Like, look at Randy Orton. And they look just said in that promo, if finish the story, and then they make a whole promo about how Cody's story started with CM Punk looking out for him because Dusty asked him to. Yeah. Like, they're come on, guys. You know what they're telling us. You know they're building this. Like, They'd be yeah. stupid not to. They'd be stupid not to. It's perfect. It's so good. The face-to-face. -face, they have great in-ring chemistry. Do it. You know how I feel about this. If you have two guys who have that much going on, that much spark and intensity between them in the ring, you don't waste it. You don't split that up. You certainly don't do it between January and April. Ever. Yeah. 
This is the crunch time, bros. This is crunch time. So whether or not we're getting them toward Seth's belt, whether or not they're like building their own thing, I don't know. I, I think they're they both like are better when there's titles on the line because they're such premier names. Mm-hmm. Um and I think you have to put something at stake, like I just do. Uh but yeah, I don't know. I I I personally um would be you know happy I would be happy for Gunther to win. I would ha- I'd be happy for him. I would be confused about what they're going to do with him, but I'd be happy for him. Um, yeah. I I know a lot of people would be disappointed with The Rock coming in and winning the Royal Rumble. I just, I don't know how disappointed I can be with maybe like one last ride for like the one of the more iconic people to ever grace a television screen. Like, I know it's annoying. I know it doesn't fit into your little, I'm a hardcore wrestling fan. I want to see my, I want to see the guys who did the indie circuit. Get... Re- recognize what you have in front of you. You know, I say this all the time about sports. Don't wish away LeBron James. Don't wish away, you know, Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic and Don't wish away Serena Williams and don't wish away Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. When you get to watch these people do what they do and then they're gone, it is, and you live in the glory glory days of getting to watch the greats do what they did, you realize that like a lot of the like crap that you were like, oh man, Patrick Mahomes gets all the calls. And then in 20 years, you're going to be talking about how he was one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever watch play and you can't believe you got to watch him play. And to me, that's what The Rock is. Like, you get, a like, The Rock once every, you know, generation, if that. Mm-hmm. He's a multi, like, this dude is, like, Gen X all the way through Gen Z. This guy is an icon and a legend and still one of the best people to ever pick up a microphone. So if we get one more ham-fisted, shoved-in-there Rock appearance at a Royal rumble and he comes in and wins it. I encourage people to enjoy one last ride with one of the more iconic people in the history, not just of like WWE and professional wrestling, but like in entertainment, like in our lifetimes, like somebody who's just exceptional at what they do. Let you don't have to like, I'm not talking about Dwayne Johnson. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the rock and like, he still walks into a stadium and the entire energy changes. Everything changes. Nobody gets on a mic, even the best in the business right now. They don't have the cachet to do that. Even John Cena, because he's around so much, because he's so beloved and because he's so loyal to the company, does not get that extra little bit of like, oh my God, he's here. Oh my God, he's here. So either enjoy it if we get it. I'm just, that's just what I'm telling people. If we get it, it's probably going to be the last time we ever get it. Try to enjoy it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And, you know, I'll throw this in before we transition to the women's world level. I think everything you talked about, well, first of all, it's on point. And I think to your point, I think sometimes we, we miss the moment. And I think, and if, I remember when, when Stone Cold came back at WrestleMania. And when the glass shattered, boom. And people are like, oh, well, Stone Cold. I'm like, folks, Stone Cold, The Rock, when they show up, 
and I'm not comparing the two. Like, yeah, we're not talking about like wrestling. When they show up, they don't show up. Like to your point, like John Cena has showed up more frequently than The Rock has. And love him, put him on, you know, goat for right. a reason. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But when we get what we have, enjoy it because I think sometimes we miss the moments. We we miss the mess because of the messenger. Sometimes when, when people are telling us, like we talk about Patrick Mahomes, you're talking about all these greats. The, the reality is simply this. Enjoy it. Because listen, I, I'm a big LeBron guy. People are like, oh, well, you defend LeBron. You, well, yeah, I do. Because I, I've always said this, is that you, I said for years, y'all been caring, been comparing LeBron James to the wrong person. Like comparing him to Michael Jordan, who can compare to Michael Jordan? And people are like, oh, well, I said, I said, just enjoy LeBron because that guy that size being able to do what he's done for over two decades, and we're sitting here arguing about, we're talking about LeBron and, and MJ. Take that, forget it. Like, is it an important conversation? Sure, but I've, I've always said for years, I've always compared LeBron personally to Magic Johnson. People are like, well, what are your point? I say, if you think about two guys, number one overall picks, generational size, generational, could literally play all five on the court, in fact, Magic Johnson did do that in an NBA Finals. He did do that. I won't say against what team because I think my microphone is off. But, but the point is, is that that's it's the same thing with wrestling. Like when The Rock comes back, like look what he came back this year. And he cut, you know what he did to Austin Theory. Explode. That's how big The Rock is. He's always been that big. When you saw The Rock, like when he first started, he started as Rocky Maivia. And then we all saw him become the rock. What the rock? So if he does come back and win the rumble, I'm not gonna and fans are gonna fans are gonna like, oh, I don't want to hear it. Take it, yeah, embrace That's what it. I mean, as like I understand, I under whatever, but if you're gonna if you're gonna do that for Cody Rhodes, if you're gonna do that for Brock Lesnar, then you're gonna yeah. do it for Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You're gonna do it for the rock, you're gonna do it. For yeah. the most, one of the most famous people to ever step into the squared circle, as they call it. So, like, I don't have, you know, there are there are times where it's just like time to set down your wrestling nerd moment yeah. and realize that like you can either enjoy something or not. And let's be honest, like Roman Reigns has been the, at the top of the company for four years now. Mm -hmm. This has been coming. This has been a potential inevitability for a long time. Don't act surprised. Don't be mad about it. Let's be honest. If the Rock's stepping in, it means something big's going to happen with the, with Roman, and that's something to look forward to. And then you know we'll go from there. Yeah. I do like. I know we're you know we're running out of time, and I want to make sure that we hit the women's one. But like, I'm going to ask you point blank. We're not going to beat around the bush, okay? There's no bush being around here, folks. Ever. <laughs> Is there a chance that we get Sasha Banks? Look, <laughs> do I want it? Yeah, I want it. I, I want it, and I posted. I posted on Twitter. I said I just want to hear Michael Cole say it's boss. I I want to hear it with every fiber mm -hmm. of my being. When could it be? It, I just want to hear it's boss time. I want to hear so it. Bad. And if we don't hear it, it's it's up there with some of the greatest tragedies ever. Because I was arguing with people, not say arguing, but in a group chat I have on Twitter with a bunch of, and I said this: 
I said it may, uh, you know, we can get into the AEW stuff and all of that. But I said, here's the reality. Well, there, there's stuff for Sasha to do because if people listen to what Sasha said when she left, she never said she was never coming back. She wanted to do something that she couldn't do in WWE, which was what to fight other people. She wanted to fight beyond. She fought. She fought everybody in WWE. She went to New Japan, did her thing. Why not come back? I took like. It, it, yeah, I mean, the, if they're gonna pay her, like, I mean, you know, she it, deserves to be paid. Yeah, like the superstar that she is. She's one of the most like, you know, famous, important figures in in wrestling, and she deserves to be paid that way. So if they're willing to pay her and treat her like the absolute star that she is, yeah. then I absolutely think she would come back. Yeah, because to me, if you're Triple H, money is not the issue. Because if we're paying Charlotte Flair, if we're paying back, let's assume, let's just assume we're paying, we're paying three, you know, we're paying, so, you know, we're paying Charlotte, we're paying Becky, you know, I'll even throw bail. We're, we're paying some of the, you know, more veteran stuff. I promise you they're not getting paid what they should. That's the problem. Right. That's, that's the, the problem. That's why that's why Sasha left because Becky's the, probably not being paid what she should. If Becky no. were being paid what she sh she should be paid, she'd be making more than Brock Lesnar and she's not. Yeah. She's not. It, it, so I, that's yeah. why Sa and that's the problem is that Sasha knows that and that, you know that's why she, she has that's why she, she had the freedom to like go and you know Becky has a this is her family her this is her family the family is in the business Charlotte this is her family's business this is her like father's legacy you know and like I do think that they have a different whatever they're also white women and there's a strong chance that that's a potential um edge in their favor in terms of like negotiating right yeah let's not lie that's a part that's a part of this stuff a lot of times um but like I that's another part of it is that if Sasha comes back, it's very likely it's because she's getting paid a lot of money. And that's a huge step for women on the roster. Yeah. And that's another reason why I want to see her um, come back. I mean, she's a crossover star and she would immediately, immediately be a rival for either belt, you know? Yeah. Like it's immediately it's interesting, you know? So um, with, under like I guess operating under the uh, operating the under the assumption that like we don't get a surprise Sasha return, um, it like really, it's really hard to figure out who they're pushing right now to win because Rhea has been so wrapped up in Bloodline. I mean, in uh, Judgment Day stuff that like I don't know, and like Eo Eo didn't even go to Raw with Judgment Day, so it's uh, Judgment Day. God damn it, with Damage Control. So, like, both of the champions are sort of, like, doing their thing, right? Um, and I'm trying to figure out, like, which belt. It seems like Rhea's belt should be the one people are going after. She's the most powerful. She is the stud. She's on 2K. She's up there, whatever. Um, and so it's like, okay, you got the stars, obviously. You have Bianca and Bailey and Becky. They're all going to be there. The Bs are all going to be there. And they seem like the obvious choices, you know, like um, – I know that they've been trying to build up Nia Jax. Like, I don't think that the company is going to let Nia Jax win I, a Royal Rumble. So no, no. Um, I doubt that happening. And nobody else is, again, they've like, everybody else that's relevant is in damage control. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah that, that's the tricky part. I, I really are, are, are other yeah. members of damage control going to be in the Rumble? Like, is Asuka going to be in the Rumble? I think there's a good chance we see Asuka and Kyrie saying, I, yeah. I, I, to me, to me, it fits. 
And it's funny because I wrote a piece today. I wrote for Beyond Women's Sports. And I, I gave my little pre preview prediction. And to me, like the three names you mentioned, like, look, it's Bailey, it's Becky, or it's Bianca. Mm. Because, I, and I'll just go through it quickly. I, I said for Bailey, I go back to when Bailey would they when they were in the back. Of, it was I can't remember the exact episode of SmackDown, but it was where Bailey told me we're going to get all the gold, all the gold in WWE, and she was talking about, you know, potentially, you know, but Oscar Kyrie saying maybe going with the women's tag team belt and Bailey going after Rhea's belt. But I said, wait a minute, I watched a lot of Murder She Wrote in a Columbo to know that's a swerve. My belief is that if we know that there's been it was a little dissension amongst damage control, even more so when Kyrie saying came back, and they kind of felt like they kind of I don't want to say separate themselves from Bailey, but it just feels like I would not be shocked if Bailey challenges EO Scott. Yeah, I guess, uh, but like also they the problem well, is it wouldn't it's not that I think that she would wouldn't be loyal to EO. The problem is that they've reversed it so that it seems like the rest of damage control isn't loyal to Bailey and not the other way around. Well, well, so yeah, well like, that's what I meant with well, that. My, my brain. Yeah. Is, yeah. But, but that's why I, I kind of feel like Bailey, I, I just see the situation Yeah. where Bailey, you know, I, I just think that that could be a potential match. Like Bailey Eos guy could be a great match. I think Becky and Rhea, but to me, the one that I said could be the pick that's interesting because there's a little bit more of a story is Bianca versus Rhea. Mm -hmm. Because I tell people, go back when Bianca won the Rumble back in 2021. Who did she eliminate? Rhea Ripley. They put on great matches at NXT. It's there. Yeah, they came in together. They have a built-in rivalry. It's, They're it's, both badasses. Neither one has like a physical edge. Um, it's, it's, it's so yeah. even on paper. One is a built-in face. One's a built-in heel. Yeah, and, and and to me, those are the three that I have. And like I say, and the more, and I simply go with that because I, outside of those three, like like when we talk about how Seth's injury potentially could you know messed up things, Charlotte Flair getting hurt kind of. Yeah. It, it, you know, because, you know, we we're all looking towards maybe Bianca and Charlotte at WrestleMania. I know. There was a lot of good things happening with Charlotte in that on that front, and it did mess things up. And I do think that there is, you know, there's – Bailey can do anything with a story. Like, she can turn anything into a story. She's perfect. Love yeah. Bailey. Um, I don't know. Becky doesn't make a ton of sense to me to win right now, even though she can always win and it's always totally fine and believable because she's Becky yeah. Lynch. I just don't a hundred percent make, I, I don't, I don't see where she necessarily fits into um, challenging Rhea uh, unless she's got like, unless she could form a little bit of a, a team up with somebody else or like a faction of her own, or like maybe there's something they could do for a few months. Again, but they can do anything with Becky, but right now I'm not super invested in Becky winning. Um, but like, again, I, I wouldn't mind if she did. Um, Bianca is, you know, if they turn Bianca and Rhea into the new, into like, you know, Shawn Michaels and, and Stone Cold and like these dudes who, where rumble icons, right? Like that's fine. I'm fine with that personally. Yeah. Like I don't, I, there are only so many women. And I think because one of them is rehabbing, one of them isn't with the company right now. And 
then there's like, you know, three or four more potentials. Um, that's about as good as you're going to do in the women's division right now while you're building up some of the other people. Like, I hope that they do figure out what's going on with, um, what's her name that's with, God damn it. I can't remember her name right now. The one that's with, um, why can't I think of her name? I'll start naming names, but I don't. the jacked hardcore one. That's real. real um, not Rhea Ripley. So we're talking about uh, Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark. <laughs> Jesus, I could not think of Zoe. Yeah. So like, I think that they could build up something like Zoe Stark by next year. You know, like there's people on the horizon. But yeah. if you've got five or six people that could believably win the Rumble, I think that's pretty good. Um, because Asuka or. I don't think Ky- I don't think Kyrie, but Oscar totally could at any point, yeah. um, as well. So, and all of them are perfectly capable of like. I think the women are actually uh, because because the title reigns aren't so set. Like Seth and Roman are like so hardcore in their title reigns, and the men have had to like function in that space and had a lot of like title matches. Everybody has had these like whatever. The women have less. So they have fewer like built-in rivalries, but they also have more available opportunities to like build those over the next few months than the men do. Like, I think it just makes a lot more sense that like a wild card person could win the women's rumble. Um, and by wild card, I mean somebody, one of the people we just mentioned, and just like no- knowing that maybe they don't have a pre-existing story with Rhea, but like they easily could create one. Um, yeah. versus like, it's very hard to just like decide you want to start a, uh, a fight with Roy- with Roman Reigns. Like, it's just like, you can't just decide like, I'm going to start a feud with Roman. Like Roman doesn't let you like, that's not how Roman functions. And yeah. Seth again, like he'll just be like, okay, fine. Then fight me on SmackDown. You get one chance. Bye. You know, like <laughs> Seth, so like that's. But on the women's side, there it's a little bit of a different cadence. So they could, you know, you could have somebody step up to Rhea in the Judgment Day. And I love that she has the Judgment Day as like this built-in like feud creator. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Any of those people, if it was Asuka or Bailey, then you and and they want to come after Rhea's belt and you've got damage control coming up, you know, coming at Rhea, I'm fine. I'm good with that. And then they have a dissension within the ranks. And whatever else, it would be very interesting if Asuka won and Bailey was like, all right, I'm out, you know, and where does she go if she's out of damage control and what happens there? You know, there, there's a lot of options and I'm interested to see. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm always going to root for Bianca Belair over everyone unless Sasha Banks comes through that door. I think that's fair. Yeah. I, I, I think that that's how you end the show right there. I mean. I mean, that's I folks. We'll see you next time. No, I, I got to properly end the show. I got to properly end the show. <laughs> Tanya, thank you so much for coming on, talking. You know, we've talked about literally every paper. I think we talked. Anytime there's a, a, a PLE, a major one, we're, like, yeah. we're not we're not we're not doing elimination chamber. But, but we're no. talking. You know, that, that's not that's not in our contracts. It's like we we show up. We, we get, show up. Like, we show up for WrestleMania and SummerSlam. And the rumble, yeah, and you know, occasionally, they, occasionally, a, a one here or there, yeah, yeah, occasionally, survivors. If if the if if the numbers fit, we'll show yeah. up there. 
So we, we, we kind of like. Although if they ever do Clash at the Castle again, I'll be back for that because that was one of my all time faves. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, 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 so be clear, those are the ones that we will show up for. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want for Elimination Chamber, then write your congressman or congresswoman yeah. because we're, go we're to, not. Go to the ringer. They're, they're always talking yeah, about something yeah, over there. Yeah, go, yeah, yeah. They, they do great stuff. Mm-hmm. But before we go, Tanya, let all the amazing people watching and listening know where they can find you and your amazing stuff. Uh, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. I'm always on all three of those platforms um, at Tanya Ray Fox. I mean, you can find me. I'm, nobody else has my name, so it's easy to find. If you do find someone with my name that's not me, please let me know because that's an imposter. There's no other Tanya Ray Foxes out there. Um, so I'm always on those platforms. Uh, so find me, interact with me. I've started doing, uh, trying to do lives on TikTok, seeing how that's going. So that's been kind of fun. So maybe uh, sign up to get notified when I'm going live on TikTok uh, over there. Um, and then you can find my podcast, uh, Almost Shameless. That's wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, what else? I think that's it for now. Yeah, yeah. that's that's where you yeah. can find me doing stuff and um, doing a lot of football stuff until the Super Bowl. And then, you know, obviously uh, the offseason will be the road to WrestleMania. So I'll yeah. probably be talking actually more football, uh, more wrestling after football. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just writing down notific- notifications. That's all I'm doing. There you go. Well, well, folks, like, listen, subscribe to this episode, every episode of the Sports and the World podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts at. And until you hear and see me again next time, I'm Lillarius. Be real, be you, be blessed, and be safe. We're all here from the Sports and the World podcast.